If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rose by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. Repeat the line. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. Taco Tuesday! Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, whether you are listening to us from one of the many Bogodas in the Bronx, or whether you are one of the beautiful tacos of diversity. Some of you may be scrambled tacos. Some of you may be taco con carne. Others may be fish tacos. You all are tacos because you all are just beautiful tacos people. Yeah, that's your first lady. Jill Biden talking about... You, if that's what she thinks about Hispanics, I can't wait till they ask her to comment on the diversity of black people. What do we get? Yeah, we remind you of some chicken down there from the south, or from some. You might be as diverse as some of them seedless watermelons or the water. I mean, these what? What really? <laughs> if if people are now tacos and beautiful tacos, and that's how we diversified. That's how the Hispanics are diversified. Can't you imagine what she thinks black people are? You know what it is. It's Taco Tuesday. That's right, my fellow Taconians. <laughs> Have you ever? And and people are making excuses for it. Gail King on CBS says, "If you <laughs> when you know Joe Biden, that's not who she is, really." Well, <laughs> when you know Joe Biden, that's not who she is. Um, uh, 
Speaking of the Bogotas in the Bronx, Bogotas, didn't I play golf in Bogota, New Jersey somewhere once? <laughs> Isn't that the Bog- capital of Colombia, the country right. in South America? Yeah, that's what I thought. Bogota. <laughs> but we have Bogotas in the Bronx, you know, be, uh, lots of Bogotas. That's where the district attorneys arrest the Bogota workers for defending themselves against the Bogota robbers and the Bogota criminals who come in to kill them. It's all part of the diversity here in New York. In fact, D.A. Alvin Bragg is going to meet with the Bogota groups. As the controversy swirls, this is from today's Gothamist, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, facing mounting pressure over the murder charges brought against a Bogota worker who critics say was defending himself. He's going to meet with two Bogota associations. In fact, he's supposed to be doing that today. He's going to meet with United Bogotas of America and the Yemeni Street Merchants Association, which, you know, they're a bunch of Bogota people too. And um, the group spokesman says that they hope that the DA will agree with them that it's clear this was a case of self-defense. Mr. Alba, who killed the guy that came behind the counter to give him a beatdown. So <clears throat> the Bogotas are busy. The tacos are busy. It's Taco Tuesday here all over the world. And uh, Joe Biden has apologized for calling Hispanic people a bunch of tacos and Bogotas. And the liberals are saying that's not who she is. <laughs> she doesn't mean to call you people tacos and Bogotas. Come on, man. <laughs> Who said that? Joe Biden, your first lady, says it. Not me. Um, there is also this <clears throat> testimony. Miranda Devine is coming with us. If you're wondering about Mark Stein, Mark is overseas. Mark will be back with us next week. So today we have a special treat for you coming up shortly. New York Post, Miranda Devine. Biden has been in the news lately. To me, there's no better expert on the, the, the Hunter Biden saga than Miranda Devine. So we will speak with Miranda Devine shortly. Mark Stein will be joining us next week. In the meantime, there was testimony this morning, ladies and gentlemen, from a professorette. She is a professor at Berkeley. She was first testified, the first quote I saw came from her testimony in front of Senator Josh Howley. That's the latest cut we got, Kev. So this is the professor, Professor Bridges of Berkeley University. And I want you to listen to this testimony with her and Senator Josh Howley. Mr. Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, We it's, can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so... Is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? 
So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important because of my line of questioning because we can't talk about it because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm denying that trans people exist by asking you you if you're talking about women having pregnancies. Do you believe that uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't no. think so. So you are denying that trans people exist. Thank and that leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you? Absolutely. Or are they also treated like this? Where no, you, no, no, they're, they're told that to they're question. opening up people to oh, violence. We have a good time questioning. in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow, I, I would learn a lot. I've learned a you, lot just in this exchange. Absolutely. Extraordinary. Yep. This woman teaches at a major university in Cali- of course, in California. She wasn't through. That was just with Senator Hawley. Later on, she spoke her mind. Well, she lost her mind talking about conflating all of it. This business of of all of these people that can have babies. And then she decides to bring, I guess, abortion into the. Well, listen to it. This is cut one. Listen to uh, Miss the, the professorette again. Professor Bridges from Berkeley University. Senator Lee, Senator Cruz have talked about, oh, this decision just to turn, this uh, Dobbs decision just returned to the the elected representatives of states to, and people can battle it out in these laboratories of democracy as to whether they want to protect fetal life over the interests of of the pregnant person. These are the same states that are stopping people from voting. Texas has the most restrictive voting laws on the books. Texas's SB8 doesn't represent the will of the majority of Texans. Texas SB8 represents the will of the majority of Texans that were able to vote. So in order for this to be a democracy, we have to protect voting rights. And I, I leave it to um, everyone in this, in this room, as well as the rest of Congress, to protect voting rights so that we can be a real democracy. Well, first of all, Ms. Professorette doesn't even realize that the United States of America is not a democracy. It was never set up as a democracy. The United States of America is a republic, and it is a representative republic. There's quite a difference in the forms of government. But then again, she's not an expert, apparently, in the United States or the Constitution, or especially voting laws, if she thinks that Texas voting laws are restrictive, because they are not the most, quote-unquote, highly restrictive And no one is stopping anybody from voting, which is another talking point from the Democrats. This woman hasn't a clue as to what she's talking about, but she sounds authoritative when she she sounds authoritative when she says it. That's all you have to do. You have to sound like you know what you're talking about when you tell the world that that not only women can get pregnant. When you, when you proudly announce before the world that men can get pregnant, you have to sound as if you mean it. And then hopefully they'll believe you too. But if you raise any doubt about that, if you're questioning it, then immediately comes your text. Oh, you're, you're, I'd, like to, I'd like to note that your line of questioning is, 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 going, to, is going to encourage violence, violence, violence. Why? By asking a question? By asking, can, can men get pregnant? That's going to cause 
violence in society? Well, we have the highest rates of, of suicide. Oh, me asking whether a woman only is capable of pregnancy means then that somebody's going to go commit suicide because they don't like the end. This is all the kind of rubbish, nonsensical garbage that is being taught to your children. And either you believe it or else you are called all kinds of horrid names. This is the mindset. This woman was actually hired by a major university to teach. I guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to China and their universities, you will not find the equivalent of a professor bridges there. They wouldn't tolerate it. They don't want their students coming out to be lame-brained. They don't want their students coming out believing that men can get pregnant. They actually want their students coming out with an understanding of science, of biology. If you go to even some of the poorest places on the planet that have a reverence for education, you won't find a Professor Bridges. No one would tolerate it in those places. Let's listen as she talks about the value of children. This would be cut two. Go. And do you think a do you think a, a baby that is delivered alive has value? Yes. Do you think that a um, a baby that is not yet born has value? I believe that a person with a capacity for pregnancy has value. They have intelligence. They have agency. They no, have I'm talking dignity. about the baby. And I'm talking about the person with a capacity for I'm, pregnancy. You're not answering the question. I'm asking. I'm, you I'm, think answer, that a, I'm answering a more interesting you think question that, to you me. You think that a baby that is not yet born, let's say the day before this mother delivers, do you think that baby has value? I think that the person with a capacity for pregnancy has value, and they, have the, they should have the ability to control what happens to their lives. Well, so, she can't even ask, answer a question whether a full-term baby has value. That's a difficult question for this professorette that teaches at Berkeley. Men, on the other hand, can have value and get pregnant. And if you don't believe that, then you are inciting violence. Again, this is what the Democrat Party is offering us. On this Taco Tuesday here in the United States of America. It's Boast Nerdy Rush Hour. And we are coming right back. Don't go away. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush on Rush. 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. You know what it is! It's Taco Tuesday! 
Uh, my fellow Tychonians, welcome to Bo Snerly's Rush Hour here at Taco Heaven, where you can have as many tacos as you want. You want your taco scramble? We got that. You want your taco a little less scrambled? We got that too. Diverse tacos at the Bogota. That's our thing. Taco Bogota right here on WABC Talk Radio 77. It's our pleasure, ladies and gentlemen, to have with us a truly amazing journalist, Miranda Devine. Good afternoon, Miranda. Good to speak with you again. Hi, Bo. Great to be with you again. We have had so many news stories concerning Hunter Biden over the past few weeks. Of course, not in the mainstream press, but they have been circling around everywhere else. Uh, Some of them uh, lewd enough that I don't really want to go into them. Also, we have had the story that somehow or another China ends up with American oil from our strategic oil reserves, and Americans don't understand that, and they're wondering is there some connection somehow to the Bidens, to especially to Hunter Biden. To me, you are the expert in this country on the Hunter Biden story. If I were just coming to this story and I keep seeing the Hunter Biden name swirling around, and I, I don't quite know what it's all about. How would you explain what is going on with Hunter Biden to me? I would just say that Hunter Biden is the son of the president, and he has left evidence on a laptop and on his uh, iPhone backup that is very incriminating about his father and the millions of dollars that uh, the family took in from China and um, Russia and Ukraine as bribes while Joe Biden was vice president. So you can call it, it was bribes. They were given money to try and influence American policy in those countries. And uh, now we have Joe Biden is the president and he's just gone soft on China. So you, you know, you, you have to just wonder, is, is it because he's compromised? Is it because of the tens of millions of dollars that his family has raked in while he was vice president? And Hunter Biden is just a 52-year-old former crack addict, uh, very kind of sad, sorry figure, totally addicted to pornography and prostitutes and crack cocaine and alcohol. Um, and he had this period when he was just basically on back-to-back benders, and that's the period covered in the laptop that he abandoned at a computer repair shop uh, in 2019, about the same time his father declared his candidacy to be president. And that was a ticking time bomb uh, waiting there. The FBI had had it since the end of 2019, and uh, Rudy Giuliani uh, got it and gave it to the New York Post, to us, and we published a story, a series of stories, beginning about three weeks before the election in October 2020. And immediately, uh, Big Tech uh, just censored it, and the Biden campaign went into cover-up mode. And that's basically, Joe Biden has not really answered any questions since. He's, we know he's lied about it because he said he knows nothing about his son Hunter's overseas business dealings, knows nothing about his brother's business dealings, um, but he did. There's so much evidence that he did and in his own voice. So that's what I would tell people, that it just, 
it's a window into potential corruption of the president and he's been compromised with America's biggest adversary and the implications for national security that has. Now, so much of the material that has been, that does make it to press, especially in some of the publications that I would not identify as, quote-unquote, the legacy mainstream press, a a lot of it is salacious material. You you mentioned, um, Joe, that Hunter Biden has had a problem with prostitutes. There are pictures this week. Uh, Of course, there was the, I guess, how do you describe this relationship after the <clears throat> after his brother died, Bo Biden died, then you have Hunter Biden with his brother's wife, and mm. uh, I know that this may be sordid, but what can you? What does this window into Hunter Biden look like? Look, it's it is it's really sordid. Um, the laptop is uh, full of pornographic videos homemade that, um, you know, Hunter Biden just basically recorded every moment of his life. Uh, He took photographs of himself naked. Uh, He took photographs of himself having sex with prostitutes, with, as you said, his uh, brother's widow. Um, And he just seemed to have no boundaries. And he took videos of himself smoking crack. Uh, So that's the sort of salacious part of the laptop. And it's it's really it's caught a lot of attention, but it's it's not important. Uh, what's important is the other material on the laptop, and that right. is the documents, the emails, the text messages that uh, implicate Joe Biden. You know, Hunter Biden's uh, a, a, a really an object of pity. I think. I mean, he behaves appallingly. He's an adult. He made terrible choices. But I do feel some sympathy for him because, uh, really, Joe Biden was not a good father to him. Uh, he enabled his uh, addiction. You know, I, I always say this uh, when I when I look at the relationship between Joe and Hunter. And although Joe professes all the time to be such a family man, what kind of father puts his son, who he knows is an addict, in front of an unaccountable torrent of cash? Mm. It was Burisma, the Ukrainian company, mm-hmm. giving Hunter $83,000 a month. He says, for doing nothing, he says in his own biography that that money really uh, made him jump off the wagon in a big way. And he never really got back on again. He never really got sober again after he got that Burisma money. And now we have to wonder, too, why the how White House is stonewalling questions Peter Ducey the other day asked the question. It has been known, Joe Biden came up and said repeatedly, as as you mentioned earlier, he had no connection with his son's business dealings. He didn't know about them. Well, we recently learned that that's not true through a telephone call, that that Hunter Biden had backed up his telephone to the laptop. And on the telephone, as it's been discovered, one of the calls was from his father, and his father specifically making references to some of the business deals. Why isn't the mainstream press at all curious about this, any of this? Well, you're right. I mean, we have this uh, sort of very little pressure being put on the White House uh, by the rest of the media. And, you know, we know the Democrats and Joe Biden only care about what the New York Times and the Washington Post write. They really don't care what Fox News and, and the New York Post write because they figure that that's 
their, you know, their readers and viewers are going to vote Republican no matter what, um, which they're, they're not correct. There are a lot of Democrats um, who read our paper and who watch Fox News. Um, they don't care about conservative publications. Um, they figure that as long as they've got the New York Times and the Washington Post running dead on these stories, uh, along with, you know, People Magazine and Vanity Fair, that just carry water for the Bidens and the Democrats, no matter what they do, will turn a blind eye, will really traduce uh, journalism. I mean, it's it's a joke. Um, and they've done this from day one. They've refused to run the story. Uh, but I think that you know, the US attorney in Delaware has been investigating Hunter Biden for money laundering and tax evasion and uh, violation of foreign agent uh, uh, registration. And, and those allegations they've been looking at for four years. And they've hauled in last summer, there was a bit of activity where they hauled in some of Hunter's former business partners and some of his former lovers. And they asked some questions about Hunter's business activities and his foreign dealings. And uh, one of the questions that we were told uh, was asked was, who is the big guy? Now, the big guy is Joe Biden. We know that from the laptop and from one of Hunter's uh, former business partners, Tony Bobolinsky. So if the grand jury has been asking questions about Joe Biden, um, maybe they've pulled on the strings and found... Uh, a lot more information than we have already because um, you've got to follow the money, follow the money trail that came from China and all these other countries uh, into America, into the Biden and their associate bank accounts. Um, that's where you will discover, uh, you know, really the extent of this corruption. And I'll just say one more thing. This is corruption. This, this influence peddling is corruption that is bipartisan in Washington. Um, Joe Biden just happened to be a, a master at it when he was vice president, but Republicans have been doing it as well. And uh, I think that when the Republicans do take back the House and maybe the Senate after the midterms, um, we all have to be watching them and keeping them honest and making sure they do get to the bottom of this corruption, even if it's going to implicate some people on their own side. Now, you know something? <clears throat> Truer words have never been spoken about. And, and by the way, Drake, that's one of the reasons we will never get to the bottom of everything that went on with Jeffrey Epstein, because it's not just one party. And it's yeah. not, it's, yeah, there's a lot there that should have been unraveled, that apparently will never be unraveled. Miranda Devine, you're going to be on with John Katsimatidis, so I hope that people will also stick around and listen, of course, to John and listen to what you have to say with John. Thank you so much. We'd, we'd love having you on. We'd love to have you on in the future again. Thank you. I love being on, too. Thanks, Bo. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. It is here. What day is it, Kev? What and we're coming right back, right after this. Rush. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Bo Snerdly. On 77 WABC. It's The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdly. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, 
and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. I know what today is, right? I said, do y'all know what today is? Today is Taco Tuesday! W-A-B-C. On this beautiful Taco Tuesday in New York, Bo Snurley here on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. A pair of suspected taco drug cartels. I'm sorry. I have to amend that. This is a story from the New York Post today, by the way. A pair of suspected Mexican drug cartel smugglers was busted with $1.2 million stash crystal meth. They're out of jail. They didn't have to stay in jail. You know why? New York's lax bail laws. So here in New York, you can bring in, get busted with over a million dollars of meth, crystal meth, bags and bags of it. These guys, two of them, Estrada, Mr. Estrada, 19-year-old Mr. Estrada, Mr. 34-year-old Mr. Santos, were arrested with 165 pounds of crystal meth. 165 pounds of crystal meth. Are you kidding me? Nope. Near the South Street Seaport on Jan- July 5th. They're out. They, they, they're out. They're walking the streets again. This is what New York has to deal with, folks. This is your district attorney. These are your Democrats. This is what they have done to your city. This is what they are doing to our city. You can get busted with 165 pounds of crystal meth, and you don't have to stay in jail. You walk out because it's racist to keep people in jail, and therefore we're not going to allow it. Meanwhile, on the national front, this story today from... I believe it's from American Wire. It might be from BizPack Review. It's American Wire. With the consumer tax uh, price index reflecting a 40-year high, the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Barry, said Monday, you people need to get ready for worse. She said, we're going to have a new CPI inflation data And we expect the headline number, which includes gas and food, to be highly elevated. Mainly because gas prices were so elevated in June. And of course, they're blaming the war in Ukraine for all of this. It is not the war in Ukraine, any of this. Your Congresswoman, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, is still whining and moaning about the Dodd decision. She has written a letter asking if to Chuck Schumer, 
She and that Ted Lieu person from the left coast, he's another one of these wacko bird Democrat Congress people, they're trying to make it a point. They want Schumer to state unequivocally that Justices Gorsuch and Kavanaugh lied under oath when they were confirmed about Roe v. Wade. So, of course, the second part of that is if if they are able to convince enough Democrats that they lied, they want to pursue impeachment of Supreme Court justices. All of the problems that you're having here in America, the baby food shortage, the gas prices, with all of these things that are affecting our economy, the fact that we still have supply chain problems, the fact that now we have rising unemployment, Democrats don't want to talk about that so much. What Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is worried about is trying to see whether they can get Supreme Court judges off the court or something that they said during confirmation. It's not going to happen. It will never happen like that. Uh, Snoop Dogg is in the news. Yeah, Snoop. Snoop's in the news. The 50-year-old rapper, media personality, businessman, and notorious weed smoker has now trolled Joe Biden in an Instagram post to his 75 million followers with a joke advertisement. They have in this advertisement a picture of Joe Biden. They call him Sleepy Joe OG. And it offers premium cannabis, which is advertised as being so potent that you won't even remember what country you're in. So that's the ad for Sleepy Joe OG premium marijuana, which is so strong, you won't even remember after you smoke it what country you're in. (laughs) The ad features an image of the befuddled Joe Biden along with the Ukrainian, Chinese, and Russian flags. The caption says, where am I? (laughs) I'm telling you. Let us head to the telephones, ladies and gentlemen. Time is a-wasting. Peter, New Jersey, welcome. You're on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. How are you this afternoon? Good, Bo. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, I hear some talk going out there about uh, matching with Melania and Joe Biden. That is such a joke. Uh, but Joe Biden did give me a idea for a new breakfast cereal, taco uh, breakfast tacos uh, cereal. Uh, I'm going to put a patent on that and see how far it goes. What do you think? I think we need to do it. I mean, I think it should. And by the way, you should just pledge to give some of the money to diversity groups so that you can help with diversity training. So you can now eat your diversity breakfast tacos and help the cause of diversity and just call it Jill's stuff. Jill's breakfast or whatever it is. I don't know. Dr. Jill's. Dr. Jill's tacos. (laughs) 
I think it's a great idea, man. Go for it. Go for it, Peter. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Oceanside and speak with Mike. Mike, good afternoon. You're on Bo Snirley's Rush Hour. How are you this afternoon, Mike? Hey, Bo, how are you? Let's talk. I spoke to you before. I am so glad that today is Taco Tuesday, like you say, and I am calling from a bodagas. That's where I am right now, in a bodaga. Oh, great. You're a bogada. Oh, yes. How do these people get in office? They get in office because they do hatred very well, and they convinced themselves and their fans and their families that Trump was the worst thing ever. And so all this hatred that they spent years fomenting, people were able to look past the Bidens and say, okay, he's not Trump, let's get him in office. And ever since then, America has been swirling down the drain under the Biden presidency. This president has done nothing of note that is right. He's taking this... Right now, the right track, wrong track polls in America show that less than 20% of Americans believe this country is on the right track. Thank you very much, Joe Biden and Ms. Taco Biden. Right track, and he's done more to destroy the country. But let me ask you a question, Bo. Has anyone asked that girl, Ortez, what does she think about the taco thing? Oh. Oh, this is a good question. I don't know whether anybody has asked the diverse Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez whether she's a taco or not. We yes have to find. No. Well, we don't know whether she's a taco or not. We have to ask her if she's one of the diverse tacos that Joe Biden was referring to. I My think... name is Jennifer Lopez. I eat tacos and burritos. Okay. Thank you. Uh, let us go. Mike, thank you for the call. Let us stay with another Mike in Middletown, New Jersey. Mike, welcome. You're on Boston Early's Rush Hour. How are you? I'm good, James. Uh, Bogodas, as Dan Ingram might say, it's our word of the day. That's uh, right. You know, I think that Bogodas, is, he must have learned it from corn pop, and it really means bathing cap because you need it when you're wearing that greasy pomade in the bathing in the swimming pool <laughs> when he was a young boy. Remember that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, that's when he gets out that the black kids like rubbing on his legs because they that's like right. to see the blonde hair on his legs stand up. They, remember, corn pop was a bad dude. He, he was, was a, a bad real dude. bad dude. He was a real That's bad right. dude. And then, and, then the, and then all the black kids came over, the, you know, the young black kids, and they sat down near Joe, and they looked at his legs, and they said, wow, look, the blonde hair stands up on the white guy's legs, and they touched his legs, and the black kids love touching Joe's legs. Children. Yeah. Mm. Maybe that's why... Maybe that's why Joe sniffs people when he gets close to them. Maybe now I know why it happens. He does all that. But yeah. uh, we won't talk about that. <laughs> you know, the Biden story just gets creepier by the day. <laughs> the story just gets creepier by the day when you remember all of this stuff. Uh, do you think, by the way, there's a story in the New York Times today. This is from uh, their columnist, Michelle Goldberg. She starts by saying she can't help but feeling sorry for Biden. He wanted to be president most of his life. First ran 34 years ago. Had his son Bo not died in 2015. That's the one who Hunter went to dork the wife afterwards. Uh, Biden might have entered the Democrat primary then. As vice president, he would have been a favorite. Likely would have beaten Donald Trump. By the time... Goldberg says he finally achieved the office he longed for. He was far past his prime. Trump had left the country in ruins, which is absolutely not true. Its institutions collapsing, absolutely not true. 
Much of the population gripped by furious delusions. Absolutely not true. Millions traumatized by the pandemic. That is true. And there are good reasons why they were traumatized. Biden was elected to bring back a normality that now appears to be gone for good. It is not gone for good. Anyway, that's part of what it, under the headline today in the New York Times, Joe Biden is too old to be president again. James Golden, a.k.a. Boston Nerdy, Boston Nerdy's Rush Hour, coming back right after this. Y'all know what today is, right? I said, do y'all know what today is? Today is Taco Tuesday! It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly Rush on Rush. 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. WABC Talk Radio 77. Welcome, my fellow Taconians. Taconians of the world, unite. We are a diverse group. We are the Taconians. Every kind of Taconian in the world. We have, we have cis Taconians. We have bi Taconians. That's right. And we even have trans-tanconians. We have trans-tacos. Right here. We are diverse tacos. Trans-tacos, bi-tacos, cis-tacos. And we are happy tacos. You might say we are very gay tacos. That we, I will acknowledge. That's right. We are happy tacos. Let's head back to the telephones on this beautiful Taco Tuesday. And uh, talk with Peter in the Bronx. Peter, welcome. You're on <laughs> Boast Nerdly's Rush Hour. <laughs> What's on your mind this afternoon, Taco Peter? Tuesday! I'm a bagel biter because I'm a Jew boy. And uh, <laughs> hearing Dr. Jill talk, <laughs> hearing Dr. Jill talk brings me to Caddyshack when, Doc, when Judge Smale's wife is christening their boat. I dub thee the flying wasp. And she breaks the, the, the front of the boat with the champagne bottle. You have, and, then, and, and the president is Judge Smale's. And, of course, you know, uh, Trump would be Rodney Dangerfield, you know. Hey, you scratched my anchor, you know. So it's, 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 it's become a joke, man. It's, it's a joke. I mean. This is what happens when rich, vapid people get into power and office, you know? <laughs> Thank you for your call. You know, Thank hey, you, you know this club's restricted, Bo. Don't tell them you're Jewish, okay? <laughs> Thank you, my you fellow Taconian. <laughs> Thank you for your contribution, my fellow Taconian. Go back to your bagels now. <laughs> Let's go to Juanita 
in New York. Hello, Juanita. Welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm so glad to have you on program now because I listened to your name many times on Russia's program. Anyway, I just wanted to say in 2016, did Grandma not call us deplorables who didn't want to vote for her? That's right. And I always wear that as a badge of honor. <laughs> that is so and right. I just, and I guess the other thing I wanted to say is that if they gave the immunity back to the policemen, they might want to work. Well, it's not just the immunity. One of, a lot of the law officers in in law a lot of the officers law enforcement in New York are sick of these criminals being returned to the streets. It's not. It is. It is. Look, these people put their lives on the line to make arrest of some of the most hardened criminals in the world. And what happens? They bring these criminals in hours later, thanks to these liberals who are now running New York. These progressives, these hardened criminals, are back on the street. Now, you look at the officers that are slain, and every year the number just seems to grow. And officers have to ask themselves, is this worth it? Am I, what am I risking my life for if I bring these people in and then these people are let go? It is not worth it. That's what's happening in New York all too often. Juanita, thank you so much for the call. Let's go to Danny in Long Island. Danny, welcome. You're on with James Golden, Bo Snerdley here on WABC. How are you, Danny? I'm doing good, Bo. Interesting point about the police. I'd like to just comment on that after my Bo. You know, the only family in Democratic history, which is probably more disgusting than the Kennedys, might be the Bidens. But there's a lot of similarities where Joe Kennedy Jr. was supposed to be the man elevated to be president, but he died in World War II. And that was clearly what Bo Biden's role was going to be until he for, unfortunately and sadly died of brain cancer. So Joe, Joe had to push Hunter, who obviously was the stupid brother the whole time. He joined the military just like his brother did, but he got flunked out on coke. So, it, it, and, and, and sadly, the, the Biden daughter who they share with Jill, she's been in drug rehab a couple of times. This family is bizarre. I mean, this isn't just one kid who turned out poor. This is a lot of odd stuff going on there. I mean, really, I mean, the book... The book will be written someday, and I think we'll be shocked. As far as the issue with the police department and cops want to do their job, I spent 25 years in the police department, retired as a lieutenant. I was surrounded by big men and women who wanted to be cops and wanted to put themselves out there and catch the bad guys. Every time I turn on the news, I see midgets wearing uniforms and people that don't look like they could defend themselves nevertheless stand down in front of a project with a nightstick in their hand and be a physical menace to criminals when you when you dilute the police department for diversity purposes rather than quality when you stop looking for people who want to be cops and your goal is to get 20 percent of this and 20 percent of that then you no longer have a police department that is able to defend the population that's the problem i see these people oh they're tall it's monday to friday they're this, they're this. they don't want to be cops i'm sorry but it's the truth wow Danny, and you know what? By the way, I just read a story last week that once again they are lowering the standards. They're adjusting the standards downwards again. By the way, this same thing has happened in the American military, and that is just scary. Let us go. Thank you so much for the call. Let us go to Jody and Merrick. Jody, welcome. You're on Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour. How are you, Jody? Hey, I'm doing good, Bo. Just, I hate to speculate, but with the Bodega deal, I just want to get your thought on it. If the perpetrator was white and the bodega worker was black do you think alvin braggs would have went with the murder too 
Look, I don't, I don't know, but my guess is, and and I, I, I don't know, but I, to me, it doesn't make any sense. None of this makes sense. So what is driving this? And that is the reason I think that your question becomes relevant. When you can't explain a decision based on logic, based on history, then you have to start wondering what is driving this. And if it is race driving it, if racial criteria is what is being used here, because the perp in this case was black, he was a a multi-convicted felon, and his girlfriend, by the way, hasn't been charged at all for stabbing the bodega guy, even though she's the one that started all of this. It does make you wonder if this is some kind of reverse racism, let's get even with them, ism, if that's what's really behind it. So you raise a valid question. I don't know the answer to that question, but I know one person that should. Uh, Alvin Bragg should be called out on, and have, have to face the press and answer these questions. By the way, Mayor Adams was interviewed on WABC radio, and he had a few things to say about this bodega thing. Of course, one day I will speak with Mayor Adams, I hope. I've been begging, but somehow or another, they just don't have the schedule meet up with uh, the, the time that I have. One day we'll overcome these schedule objections so that I can ask the mayor these kind of questions. Because so far what has happened with this bodega case is horrific. It reflects on New York poorly. It reflects on law enforcement and the prosecutor's office very poorly. And the fact that this is still going on, when we have all the video that shows this man was fighting for his life in there, is insane. It is total insanity. Trisha, we have about a minute. You're going to have to make it quick. Points about Jill Biden. She is uh, has a doctorate in education, supposedly, but cannot pronounce the word bodega. I haven't even been in one. And I only have a bachelor's degree, but I know what a bodega is, not bagada. Uh, more importantly, I count her responsible in good measure for this totally incompetent, corrupt president because she was greedy for power. Okay, I have to, I have to wind it up. You did well with your bachelor degree. Hey, it's Taco Tuesday. It's been a pleasure. Remember, catch it night up next. Miranda Devine is going to visit John Katz, too, so make sure to stick around for that. We'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock for Boston Early Rush Hour. In the meantime, may God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. Until we see you tomorrow, enjoy Taco Tuesday. Bye.